Hey, listeners, Joyce here. Just going to do the Patreon shout-out and then get out of your hair. Big ol' thank you to Nobilis Reed and Hardcore Kindness. If you want to join these folks and support the show, find us at patreon.com slash laughspod. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. But without further ado, enjoy the show. Now it's recording. Hello. Hello, howdy. Hi, friend. Hi. So I was informed that today is my turn for the cold open. So I was somewhat prepared. <laughs> Key words. Somewhat. I did think about it that the chance could be mine because as I said to you all before we started recording. I can remember most everything else about our podcast and like the schedule and all that. I can never remember whose turn it is to open it up. Um, okay. So this is something that's been bouncing around in my head as a conversation. It might not have legs. It might be controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, not like super controversial. But I, if people listen close enough and they listen to a lot of cryptid media kind of like ours, um, they might have noticed that I kind of like to avoid using the word folklore. There's a reason for that. Mm. Um, so you all come from art background, so you probably are all familiar with folk art. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. yes. Now, I want you all to think, though, what kind of art and who makes the art? What, when is it like labeled folk art? Think about the people that are making it. Oh, yeah. I see where this is going. I bet you you do. Mm-hmm. So, as a person who like has been a fan of lots of art that falls under the quote unquote folk art umbrella, oftentimes you find that it is someone who was not academically educated in art, either someone with a disability or suffering mental illness, um, you know, sometimes someone who isn't white. Um, quite often. Quite yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you're not familiar with the art world, dear listener, that it is kind of a thing and like there's a lot of kind of literature about how like it could be ableist, classist, racist, you know, kind of vibes. Um, basically, folk art is usually, like I said, someone who like wasn't brought up in arch- art academia. So this is something that bugs me a lot, especially as someone who has worked with disabled artists and have se- has seen it kind of like firsthand, how people are always like in awe of the work. But they treat it as like lesser than, and yeah. it really gets my goat. Yeah, wink. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little uh, foreshadowing for our episode today. So my God, that, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but here it is. I think I know what's coming. Think, oh no! Yeah, but oh, it's coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I kind of was thinking about it because oftentimes when you research cryptid stuff they always talk about folklore and well i kind of feel like it's probably a very similar thing and i kind of been purposely avoiding it because i think that's kind of problematic um Hmm. you know i'm i am open to hearing any kind of debate on it or like other opinions but like that's just kind of me personally like i just because i avoid using the phrase folk art and all the other things like art brute and all that um, but I think kind of the same thing kind of applies when people are talking about folklore. They mean like 
you know the the lore and stories of the people like i don't know why that has to be differentiated between someone who's like a scholar or whatever it just seems sus yeah i mean i don't really i have i have no knowledge about you know where folklore as a term came from so i don't know i don't know how to address that but i do have a question about um like as far as folk art would mm-hmm. that include or is that different from outsider art it would be included in that again okay. like outsider art is art that's made out what why are they outside what, yeah. what does yeah. that mean who's that usually applied to right. again it's like someone who wasn't educated in art and doesn't have like that art background didn't go to university or whatever but like i think that Personally, I think that's bullshit that there has to be a differentiation. Right. Like maybe I'm a little like biased because I'm mostly a self-taught artist. But, you know, like, again, it's like, why, why is there's this, why are they like lesser than? Right. No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a lot of the art world is uh, pretty classist anyway. Sure is. Sure is. But like, you know, you have that, oh, this is fine art, but then, oh, this is craft. I was like, well, why is it different? Because, yeah. you know, this is oil paint. That yeah. makes it different and better for yeah. some reason. Like low, low brow, high brow. Like why, yeah. why is it? Because that's the thing that really pisses me off, especially when it's a disabled artist. It's like everyone's like nutting over the work, but like they treat these people like they're lesser than. And it's just like, no, because they have a disability, like because like their mental like capabilities are different than yours. That means like their work is less, even though you're like, just like jizzing everywhere about it like no that's fucked up like they're just as deserving as like someone who went to fucking juilliard or whatever bullshit you want (laughs) to throw out there you know what i mean juilliard Juilliard. i mean that's the only way you can say juilliard (laughs) that's valid that's a really random pool like especially when we're kind of talking about art that's more of a music school but you you get the point yeah well that still is a thing there too with folk music yeah I, i I was going to say, um, I kind of have gone back and forth. Okay, actually, that's too much for me right now. Um, I've gone back and forth on like my opinion around art in general um, mm-hmm. and having spent a lot of time in the fine art like community for schooling and things like that. I know I went through a phase of like pretty intense um, class classism and... and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just being snooty. And yeah, kind of snobbish. Like snobbish. Pre- pretentiousness. Yeah. Pretentious. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, oh, that was super pretentious. Um, and it's funny now when I go to like big museums, I cannot stand reading the little like about. <laughs> uh, it. It. They drive me absolutely insane that the language that's used is it's like so flowery to the point that it means nothing where like you're writing an entire paragraph in which you could have said like life is hard in urban areas, but like, it'll be like a 45 minute (laughs) fucking read on like all these different things that only speak to academics. And it's one of those things where it's like, you're making work. Who's it really for? Because the people going to galleries usually already agree with you. So, mm-hmm. like, what are you trying to do by writing something that no one else can really engage with and showing your work where not everyone can engage with? That, that all being said, I... All right, I'm trying to organize my thoughts here because I think that we shouldn't... 
erase the use of certain terms like folk something. I think we need to change the fact that we're using it in a lesser than way, just like you're saying. That's fair, yeah. But I feel like there should be respect for Mm -hmm. craft and folk art, no matter what we call it. And I highly respect folk artists. Mm -hmm. And I do think the term gets used pretty shittily. Um, And I can't claim to reclaim it. You know, I'm a white guy coming in. So I understand, like, not wanting to use it. And if that becomes, like, the zeitgeist is we're not going to talk about, we're going to stop using this term. I'm on board. I understand that's not about me. (laughs) Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, like, yeah, that would be cool if we could just, like, do it and kind of recontextualize it. Mm -hmm. Um, But as it's used right now, it's just kind of that's my perspective on it. And that's what I've seen and experienced. And that's why I kind of avoid the word folklore because I think it's a very similar thing. It's like people are telling these stories or writing these stories, but oh, they're like, they didn't go to like college or whatever. Well, with folklore to me, that's more of a reference of um, the kind of small nature of its history. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I've never seen it as a direct um, like counter to the like, I don't know, like a religious text. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that can get kind of weird where it's like, we'll say something like, oh, this is a holy thing. And then other times we'll say this is from mythology and then we'll say folklore. And it's like, well, folklore often was religious. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of just it's just no longer the religion that's being practiced. So, yeah, it is kind of you're right. I can see it as like a staging like, oh, now it's far enough away and small enough and from a place that we don't worry about as much. But I don't think it's used quite as negatively as folk art. Yeah. So I think, yeah. too, with mythology, like I tried to avoid that, too, because like one day it dawned on me, like mythology is just like some old ass religion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like Greek mythology. Yeah. It's like, no, that was their fucking religion. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, maybe it's rude to call it mythology. <laughs> I think the mythology automatically implies that it's not real. Yeah. And, you know, well, I don't believe in it, but. <laughs> But it is shitty when you're talking about like one person saying like, oh, this is a religious thing that people practice. And then, you know, like it it just automatically implies that religions now are real and everything. (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there. It ain't. I'm I'm on board. Um, (laughs) To to us three, it's about as realistic as Greek mythology. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually find Greek mythology far more realistic in consideration. Like think about the idea that deities would be bickering assholes that constantly fuck things up that makes so much in their chaos like they are pure chaos they're just like us that makes more sense if you look out into the world it's hard for me to believe that there's like an all-loving being that's completely good ruling everything right now like have you looked around right now (laughs) i find that very difficult to believe that all-loving god is just completely hands-off like yep Everybody burned to death. Like, but one God being like, you know what? <laughs> These people worshiped me and I'm going to kill all the ones that didn't. Like, that is far more believable to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I could get behind Greek mythology and Norse mythology. Yeah. I would say Old Testament. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's, there was, it wasn't all peaches and cream. <laughs> no, it was not. Yeah. That's the, the, <laughs> Uh, the Jewish God, I won't, uh, won't say, uh, obviously, is um, is obviously more like of a, 
an a vengeful God. Mm-hmm. That is like the old, well, it's not the old, the Torah is a vengeful God. And like, that makes more sense to that, that religion. And so <laughs> again, that's more believable to me is that there's an angry God out there that I'm like, oh yeah, okay. That tracks, that tracks. I get that one. Ooh, I opened a can of worms. I hope I hope our listeners grant us some patience. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I can almost hear like the the gnashing of teeth yeah. and like the yeah. like Hey look, we can always cut it. We we love you. If you're chill and cool to people, I don't care what religion you practice. If as long as you're cool, you're cool. Mm-hmm. If you're not, then this You know who you, you are. You know who you are, and you probably aren't listening anyway. So you probably already stopped a bunch listening. Of queer while weirdos. Ago, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anywho, I don't want to piss off any more potential listeners. <laughs> okay. The only other thing I wanted to say was okay. that there was like, uh, uh, it's the whole like prefix um, in language thing that it's like, um, like uh, I'll give examples, non-monogamy mm-hmm. um, or neurodivergent mm-hmm. or uh, let me think. I'm trying to think of some other good ones. Um, non-binary. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, making people's identity the not thing (laughs) so it's like oh your identity is that you're not that and it's like well that's Mm -hmm. kind of obnoxious like i should have my own thing that's me that's not my entire existence is not based off of how i'm not your existence but see that's the thing it's because there's all these standards and norms the same you know like you know basically non-binary it's because you don't work within the quote-unquote norm of the binary gender Mm -hmm. like gender binary the same with like neurodivergent, like you have your neurotypicals, mm-hmm. like you're divergent because you aren't like these other people, which by the way, neurotypical is bullshit. The idea, the concept is bullshit. Yeah. Like there's not one set way that a person's brain works or is yeah. wired. Fuck you. It, right. If we actually so went through and did the like the definition of neurodivergent and applied it to the human population, I can promise you it's not divergent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just individualistic. It's just individuals. That's it. It's no one is the same. That is all it means. No one should be divergent. They should just be. Well, same thing with gender. It's like, you know, there's. It's yeah. not so simple as one or the other. Yeah. You know, I think the only thing from the gender one that I like is like cis and cisgender, transgender, because it's like both of them have a weird little prefix. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, OK, so it's not so much like you're the not thing. I mean, you are treated that way very much. So. Oh, yeah. But, but the language is I like that the that language way. is like yeah. cisgender, transgender. It's like, OK, cool. It's not so like, it's not like non-binary where you're just like, you're the not thing. Yeah. You know, um, that's, I've been having a lot of trouble with the non-binary thing because I feel I present often a little bit on the Mm non-binary side and, Mm -hmm. but I am comfortable with he, him, Mm -hmm. but I get this weird thing where it's like, I don't feel quite in one or the other. And so I, I feel like it gets to this point where I I feel guilty that I'm not the right kind of non-binary or okay. I got a lot yeah, to say about yeah. this. I got a fuck. Oh, no, I, like this is something I've been dealing with is yeah. like my own uh, expression of it is like, what, what am I allowed to do? And like fighting my own ideas of what gender is so that I can be comfortable with he, him and being androgynous that yeah. it's not, I don't have to be one or the other. I'll keep my response short. Yeah. Pronouns do not always equate gender. Yeah, that's you know? very true. And you know, non-binary is a giant umbrella. Like, there's so many different terms. Like, yeah. kind of what you're describing, if not either 
or more fluid. So you got gender fluid or yeah. gender neutral or agender. Like you're good. You know, yeah. like it doesn't matter. You can keep he, him. Like, you know, there's Jonathan Van Ness who's non-binary. Yeah. He uses yeah. he, him, she, her, they, them. Like yeah. uses all of it. Doesn't give a fuck. You know, like there's a lot of people I've been meeting recently who can't really decide on pronouns. They just, I like to call them gender apathetic. Like <laughs> oh, they just like, they're I just like, like eh. I don't know. Like, I don't know what feels right. None of them really feel right. I like, I know I'm not like what I was assigned at birth, but like none, you know, and there's also like some people deal with imposter syndrome, but like, here's the deal. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. Get some heat for this. Bring it, bring it. Okay. This is one trans femme's opinion, but like, I think anyone can use whatever pronouns they want. I'm not going to be the pronoun police, but you damn well better be, be, fighting for trans rights or I'm going to oh, come and yeah. kick your ass. I'm going to come and break down your damn door <laughs> and kick your ass if you put she, they on your thing, but you're an asshole. No. You've heard it here. Full threats from Joyce. <laughs> Grandma Joyce going to come knocking. Again, like gender is play. You can fucking play with it. We created it. We could do with letter. Support each other. Support each but other. You got to yeah. support me. Yeah. Like, you know, not just me, but yeah, yeah. I know. What but you yeah, mean. like, I don't care. Like you could be like, if you could be almost like a cis person and use they, them, I don't fucking care. You just better be supporting trans people. I'll knock your teeth out. Yeah. No teeth for you. No yeah. teeth. Without support. I, I think for me, it's just the... Um, pronouns be was, were, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I, I just think for me, it's, it's a matter of like a dealing with if I do or want masculine things. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make me like that. I don't I don't identify that as like, oh, that's the male stuff. But like traditionally masculine things make me feel like I'm betraying the things that I feel are very traditionally femme things. And like, I don't I just it's so frustrating that they even get pulled into these two di like areas that, problem, that I'm not allowed though. to just kind of do whatever the fuck I want and be whatever I want without feeling guilty like I'm betraying some sort of queer standard. Well, <sighs> that's the problem. It's like traits shouldn't be associated with gender. No, Nothing should be associated with gender. Color, activities, interests, that's the problem. It's not so much like you're betraying or whatever. You like what you like. It's fine. It's not gendered. Mm -hmm. You know? like Plus, there, it's not like you have a card and you have to get so many punch holes to be yeah. queer. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, uh, but that's the thing that's <laughs> been frustrating me is that, uh, like, as a, someone who has historically identified as bisexual, it, I have been in a cluster of you are either this or this for a very long time. Yeah. I've been pushed out of a lot of communities and made to feel like shit a lot, especially when I'm dating someone who is another gender than myself that, like, it just becomes this whole fucking thing. And now with like androgyny and this kind of non-binary and queerness, like I feel like the same thing is happening again. It's kind of the same thing that happened with second wave feminism where uh, women started policing each other on being too femme. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. now you're feeding into the, and it's like, no, no, no. It was all about choice. Like that was the whole point was you should be able to choose Legally Blonde did a great job of talking about that. It doesn't completely hold up, but they did talk about a very important thing, which was you can be all of those things and still be very femme and not be feeding into an infrastructure that you don't agree with, a patriarchy. Yeah. So I just, that's the thing that I've been running to now is like, 
there is a queer image of what queerness is and I'm not fitting it. And I want to keep queer as a open term that kind of means everything. But it, it is an open yeah. term. Like a lot of people, like when they are asked about their identity, they just simply say queer. It's like a giant umbrella because like I told someone the other day, like queerness is about defying expectations. Like, you know, because what always got me tripped up when I came out, it was like transness seemed scary because I was like, what does this mean? Am I going to have to do HRT surgeries, et cetera? Mm-hmm. But like once I kind of like realized like any other kind of queer term is that it can mean what I want it to mean. Yeah. And like my transition can look and feel the way I want it to feel. And I felt relief, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this now. Yeah, and I'm ready yeah. to take this label. And it's been great. You know, it's like, and queerness is just like, queer is just a good umbrella term for all this stuff. It's just like, yeah. I can wibble wobble whatever way I fucking want to do. And it's like, it, it's nice. And there's not one way to look. It's just so wild that society has this like, this urge, even with non-binary and these like non-labels yeah. well, to make this one specific way to be. Yeah. And it's just like, that's bananas. Non-binary is like a giant umbrella of people who defy That's the whole things. point. I yeah. know it's dumb. Well, it's, it's like the, I mean, I actually love the videos and stuff, but there, you know, you see TikToks where it's like your lesbian gear, like when you come out and someone gives you a carabiner <laughs> and new boots yes. and like, and like, there's a lot of jokes, like, very good jokes. you know, we've all made jokes about you and your partner, like fulfilling a lot of like, ah, oh, you guys have found your lesbian nest. Um, I mean, yeah. And like, those are great, but it's also, again, it's just finding a new definition that's like, ah, oh, this is what it is. And so I feel like there's a lot of women who come out and feel, well, I don't look like a lesbian. I don't like lesbian things. This feels weird. And, and then that's happening with non-binary where it's like, yes. oh, I need to go like dye my hair a different color or cut my hair a very specific way. Like the idea that a lot of um, uh, assigned female at birth, people feel like they need to shave their head or cut it. Mm-hmm. And it, that's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying like, that's not necessarily how you become non-binary. You don't yeah. have to do that in order, but everyone should find their own comfort with their body and their image that's and all that thing. stuff. Yeah. Like you got to find what works for you, what feels good. And like, all that, you know, everything will fall into place after that. Like, trust me. Trust me on this one. Like, yeah. it's just like, just do what feels good and like, be cool. Be cool to yourself. And like, yeah. And know that every like label is expanding and can be ever expanding and you can blend shit. And like, yeah, I I run into more and more with like youth when I work with them that they're like very against any kind of label, which I'm like, I get it as a, like a person who is mostly non-binary, a person that doesn't necessarily like I use pansexual, but it's basically like a non-label of like sexuality. It's just like whoever floats my boat in the time. Yeah. You know, like I'm attracted to lots of sorts of people with lots of genders, lots of bodies. Like, it's just about more of the person. Mostly if they're nice to me, I'll get a crush on them instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah oh, hello. Like... Is that some attention you're giving me? Oh, hello. <laughs> attention? Oh, wow. Well, we're in love we're now. In love I, now. I, I yeah. made you this embroidered like card. It's weird, that you, <laughs> you, it's weird that you came over and told me I was fun to hang out with and now I have a raging boner. It's, I don't understand, but... I don't know how that works. I, I guess it's kind of a praise kink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like, oh. Give oh, me a gold star. Oh, thank you. Good noodle. <laughs> 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 but 
but yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm a person that mostly uses a lot of like non labels. So like, just do what feels good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And cool. know that we're here for you, babies. Yeah. We're always here for you. Yeah. You just chat us up. It's cool. Sexy yeah. time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into that some. That was good. Let's, let's yeah, talk yeah. about some monsters. Let's talk about monsters and, um, they're sweet, sweet swinging dongs, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. Uh-oh. We'll see. Woo-wee. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Love at First Sighting, sex-positive, kink-friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. My name is Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I am your resident cryptid researcher bringing the Monster Book Report. Joining me is Jim. Hey, I'm Jim. I'm here. I'm queer. And I brought the monster erotica, the porn, the ding-dongs. Hell yeah. All right. Also joining me is Coco. Hi, I'm Coco, and I'm queer as fuck. Sup? Yeet. <laughs> yeet, yeet. <laughs> All right. We ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So today we are talking about the Poplet Trussell's monster, the Poplet monster, or the goat man. The creature is usually called the goat man by locals, but to save the audience from confusion, I'll be referring to him as the Poplet monster. As you may know, there are many other goat people cryptids, such as the one found in Maryland or the sheep squatch from West Virginia. But today we're only focusing on the creature found at Poplick Creek. Which, by the way, is a pretty wild-ass name for anything, Poplick. Like, I don't understand. Well, yeah, because I know Salt Lake. Like, that's yeah. pretty easy to figure out. I don't know what Poplick is referring to. Maybe there's an area called Pope that had salt in it. Mm. Or the Pope visited... And some things went. <laughs> Maybe you gotta lick down. his jewels, like his, or his, his hat. rings. <laughs> lick my jewels. <laughs> I'm gonna suck on that big hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I I didn't like spend the time to like look up the origins of that name, but it was a thing that I was like, what is that? Why is that? Why is that a thing? It's not the only place called like Pope Lick, but anywho, I hundred percent am looking it up. Just keep keep talking. Yep, I sure will. Um. Before we get too deep, I mean, we've got pretty deep already in this um, episode, but content warning time. So content warning for mentions of death, accidental death, train-related accidents, animal death, violence, problematic circus stuff. That's a lot. Um, Anywho, with all that out of the way, the public monster is a part human, part goat, and or sheep creature reported to live beneath a railroad trestle over Poplet Creek in the Fishersville neighborhood of Louisville, Kentucky. The appearance of this creature is usually described as a humanoid entity with a horned goat's head, a human torso, furry legs, and hooved feet. Sometimes also said to have a mane of greasy, dirty hair, but that feels shamey. I mean, the public monster doesn't really have access to hair products, I doubt. Might so don't be a, a dick about it. Yeah, it might just be a used car salesman. <laughs> 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 Poor public monster, he's sensitive. Also, I did find that Pope is a, a pretty common uh, surname in that area of Kentucky. And so it's a guess. People don't know for sure, at least this one person I just mm-hmm. found. But there is possible that it was referring to like, this is Pope's Creek and Pope's mm. Lick Creek. Since a mm. lick is just an area that has high minerals that animals go to. Oh, like, so Sweet. Okay. I figured it wasn't as like fanciful as I thought it was. but I was Yeah, I didn't like, mean to ruin the magic. Yeah, it's okay. We got lots of magic coming. Pope Dick Creek. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, 
there are two main origin stories I keep stumbling upon. Uh, one is that the Popelik monster is a human-goat hybrid that was held in captivity and suffered mistreatment as a circus act, eventually vowing revenge. In this version, the monster manages to escape after a circus train derailed on the trestle due to a severe thunderstorm. The creature exacted his revenge on all the survivors of the crash, as you do. Um, some sources mention something about a ghost train. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I wasn't privy to this, so I took a little side quest to look this up. Um, I only really found a couple of sources that said anything about this. From my limited findings, some say the circus train that crashed leading to the release of the creature also resulted in a ghost train, because of course it did. Uh, this phantom vehicle is a lesser known thing folks go hunting for on this dangerous ass bridge. The validity of this story is suspect at best, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but back to our boy. The other prevailing story is that the public monster is the result of a farmer's exploration in the dark arts. Uh. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> okay. Uh, basically, the farmer was reincarnated as the public monster after several goat sacrifices to obtain satanic powers, whatever that is, or whatever those are. Don't know. what, Like being a goat? <laughs> yeah. Like what, what, what else well. you got? Making people's shoes get untied as they walk. Oh. The devil's work. It worked. I know. I can never keep my shoes tied. Um, (laughs) Per some stories, this nasty boy is known to lure victims onto the trestle with either hypnosis or voice mimicry, only for them to meet their end due to an oncoming train. The voice mimicry shit is always so scary to me. I know. It seems like that's a thing for you. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah. I mean, I've never really stopped to think about it, but I guess that is pretty wild, especially like, you know, you hear it, you go towards whatever the direction of the noise and then you see it coming out of goat man that would be pretty wild and scary i mean birds kind of do it but it's not they're birds it would be really hard not to chuckle though if i like saw goat man stand up and was like getting really bad and it just like looked really scary and then i just heard like my mom's voice be hey coco i'd be like (laughs) (laughs) well that's what he does he throws you off and then comes get you um How's he get me? Sorry, that's Jim's job. You go on. <laughs> You'll find out. Um, in other stories, uh, the public monster wields a rusty, bloody axe to deal with anyone foolish, anyone foolish enough to wander his turf. It is said that even his appearance is enough to compel people to jump off the bridge out of fright. You know what? I can get that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can see that because, like, you know, you you panic and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to fuck with that thing. but guess i'll do this 90 feet drop <laughs> instead cool cool beans you look you look perturbed well here's the thing yeah i just like i mean go pet a goat like you don't have to die yeah, <laughs> maybe but like, i don't know literally just said has a hatchet or an axe it's like i'm gonna get you it's you got think, blood on it it's got blood on it. rusty bloody and you, you think okay what's faster getting chopped up by an axe by a goat man he's probably gonna also like bite on me i don't know or jump Nibble. off a bridge and immediately you get smished. I think if I'm going out, I think I would rather it be like in an attempt to survive. Now, okay, I like, I think I, I would just try to fight him next to the bridge. So oh, maybe so I'll toss him, him off. off. Yeah, and then if I don't toss him off, maybe we'll fall together. And then if we don't uh, don't fall together, and his axe hits me once, I'm like, cool, I'm down, I'm getting out of here, and I'll roll off the bridge and get away. Okay. Like, 
I feel like the bridge death is always an option. And also, this is extremely dark and we should probably move on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's definitely going to be, like I said, content warnings on this one. Mm. Um, I've also heard that the public monster likes to drop down from the trestle onto roof of cars, scaring the shit out of any unlucky motorists. Now, how tall is this trestle? Isn't it like 90? It's like 80 to 90 feet up. So that seems like, pretty you just unbelievable. Like, go hooves come through the roof of your car I, and I, like it's in I, your backseat. I like to imagine it's a superhero landing, like on the knee, you know, oh, just like the like one squirrels. knee and like, is and that holding the hatchet like Thor. <laughs> <laughs> and his knees are broken. Yeah, his knees are instantly shattered. And he's just like, nah. I made a mistake. <laughs> it looked cool on TV. Oh. So, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, gang. Uh oh. There seems to be no reported sightings of this creature, at least from what I could find. Wait, what? Then how? Hey, I'm just Urban telling Urban legend, you. baby. Yep. Theory goes that the story of the Poplick monster started circulating in the mid-20th century around the time teens would go to the remote bridge for some partying and some necking. Mm. I really get the impression the story was probably concocted as a means to discourage people from messing around on the trestle. Mm. This is from what I found. If you have something different, please at me in a nice way. <laughs> Speaking of, it would be pretty irresponsible of me to not say this. So, do not go into this trestle. It is fucking dangerous as hell. Not only do you chance running into an axe-wielding goat humanoid, but you also run the risk of getting hit by a train. From what I read, the bridge is still very much in the use, with up to 25 trains a day going across this thing. And they are not going slow. They, they are, are not. in a neighborhood. They don't need to. Ooh. So it will go very quickly, and there's no room to go off on the side. Nope. Um, and yes, I have been there. I, and I have been on it, and I regret <laughs> the stupidity of my childhood. Don't, don't be like Coco. Um, the train, my biography. Boy. Uh, the trains are run by a company called the Norfolk Southern Railway, who have been urging citizens for years to not climb this fucking bridge. Uh, also worth mentioning, as we've kind of said a couple times, this thing is 80 to 90 feet up. That's quite a drop. Just going to put that out there. Um, you can easily see the bridge from walking paths and roads that run underneath. Please be smart when you go cryptid hunting. We love you. Be safe. Because mm -hmm. um, people have died. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, there have been several deaths and accidents uh, due to people monster hunting and thrill seeking. Again, just, just don't. Just don't do it. No, just go look at it and go fuck in the woods or something. Yeah. That's thrilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like a good mm -hmm. fuck in the woods? Yeah. Um, also, much to the chagrin of the Norfolk Southern Railway, there was a film made in 1988 called The Legend of Poplick Monster, um, premiered at the Uptown Theater. When um, the railroad company caught wind of the film, they... Um, they were really worried that the growing number of like people dying and stuff um, would probably increase. So they sent a statement to be read before the movie that discussed the dangers and legal ramifications of going onto the trestle. A particular scene that was quite upsetting to the railroad was one in which the main character narrowly escapes an approaching train by hanging off the side of the trestle. In reality, few people have the strength to do this because it takes about five to seven minutes for the train to clear the trestle. Uh, also, the vibrations of the train are quite violent, so yeah. you'd be fighting a lot of stuff to hold your grip. So, yeah. I did read one story of one person that was able to do it, but don't fucking do it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm that's just not, gonna that's keep... not a fucking thing that you want. Oh, let me try it out. You don't nope. want to try that. Also, um, that 100% sounds like that kind of story at a party where someone's like, oh, yeah, I did it once. Yeah, I hung on whole time. Yeah. It's not a big deal, you know? <laughs> I saw also saw the goat man and I totally punched him in the face and it was cool. Also, you want to see my black belt? Yeah. I have a black belt. Also, I have a travel tattoo. Just throwing it out there. I'm so sorry. If you have a travel tattoo and you're listening, that's not on you. I definitely, despite all this bad press, I think we should definitely watch this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have not it. watched it. Uh, I haven't looked for it yet because I thought this could possibly be a riff track. Can I, maybe. can we make it our first like review movie or something? That could be fun. We... Well, I thought that was going to be um, David Huggins. Oh, yeah. 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 Huggins. We need to do that. I do like Once Huggins. you get back from your wild ass adventures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't really talked about that on here. No. I guess I'm we can talk about the end. Well, this episode is going to come out when, when I'm back. about to come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Never mind. I'm yeah. going to Alaska. And Wait, everyone listening to this, I'm already back. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. You're Whoa. back. Well, okay. But this could be a very sad episode because if you get eaten by a bear. My God. This is the last time that we've had Listen, an episode. I told These you good- several times I will not be eaten by a grizzly bear. I might get eaten by a different kind of bear. <laughs> okay, great. Oh. Like, I'm just saying I'm not against it. Oh. Keep, keep those. Keep, yeah, yeah. Keep there you go. Oh. You moved in. You moved in. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, a black bear? Some other kind of bear? A polar bear? A polar bear? A sun no, bear? No. He's, he's talking about a sloth bear? A man with a very furry chest. Mm-hmm. Beefy. Mm-hmm. You know what? Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Go for it. Get, get it. All right. Before I pass the baton. Theory time. Um, Owls. I'm so sorry. It's never going to be not funny to me. I I will will have to stop, though, because I feel like it will be not funny to listeners eventually. An actual goat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Actual goat. Uh, You know, obviously, humanoid cryptid. Yeah, sure. sure. The result of black magic. Mm, mm, mm. You know it. Yeah. Um, Some unidentified animal. Um, Which is a cautionary tale. Get those teenagers... Quit partying and nicking. <laughs> go neck somewhere safe. Get it. Yeah, I mean, yes, please go neck somewhere safe. Keep necking, but don't do it on the trestle. <laughs> mm. it, it actually, I I have another theory, Dad. Oh, okay. Here's a fun one. Uh, it's it's just because of um, the story of Ganesh. Um, now, this is a story I've been told. Uh, I don't. I've never read like a direct text from it. This is just something I've been explained. So I'm so sorry if I get it wrong, but. Uh, the story that I know is that Ganesh, the god, was uh, born of a god. And when that happened, so a thing happens when uh, gods are born, they grow very quickly. So during the day, uh, Ganesh's father went out hunting and then came back and found a grown man in his house and panicked and cut his head off. Mm. <laughs> and then the mother came in and was like, you dumb fuck, that's your son. Uh, you need to fix this. And so he ran out and cut off an elephant's head and put it on oh, to Ganesh's yeah, body. That's this. the story I've heard. And I, I like, so I like to imagine that the goat man came home one night and his wife was like, oh my God, someone's broken in the house and just like whoosh, took his head and was like, oh my God. And then realized it was her husband, ran outside and got a goat's head and put it on there. And then when he got up, he was like, babe, why didn't you just put my head back on if you had that superpower? <laughs> I, I would say the first, nah. the, the first ever like, you know, head transplant. Why wouldn't you put the original head if you had it? Mm. 
Just saying. And she didn't really, or she did on purpose because she was like, I am so done with this man, but he's got that good, good D and I don't want it gone, but I'm going to give him the brain of a goat so I don't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah, maybe his voice was really annoying. And she and was like, the goat was and you better. think a goat voice is better? <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be real annoying, right? Yeah. I mean, it's his one, a goat voice and said, yes, I would say so. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, you know, I'm sure goats are lovely creatures, but they don't really sound that way. Mm. Usually. Maybe his breath stunk really bad. And goat Again, breath. Again. <laughs> goat goat breath. breath I, love, I love your I your logic over this. This is great. Come on. Give us some more. <laughs> what else? Maybe he kept eating cans and so she thought the goat head would be better. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, maybe maybe he hated her cooking. And and she was like, "Okay. Oh, you're going to love I'll this. You you're going to love it." Or he okay. was a cheater. And she was like, "Well, no one's going to sleep with you now except for this mama." Yeah, but see, if, but goats will eat anything. Mm-hmm. So maybe No, I liked yours. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, standing yeah. another one. Yeah, no, I liked yours a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we've solved it. We solved it. But <laughs> I guess one thing we haven't solved is does the Popelik monster book? It do now. I will say that this is not Popelik specific, but it is goat man. But, goat man. but it is a goat man. Yes, yeah. it counts again. Popelik monster, just not to confuse with all the other goat creatures out there. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a uh, some old Celtic gods that have goat like heads. So goat esque. Yeah. Or deer-like heads. It just depends. I feel like I would I, I would rather fuck a deer-like head than a goat head. Well, yeah. The eyes would freak me out less. The eyes are cool. I think goat eyes are cool. But would you want to fuck someone with goat eyes? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk very after. Very quick. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree at all. <laughs> just nice knowing that that goat's getting a panoramic view. And when I say goat, I mean goat man. Please, not bestiality. I'm no, being no, very no, clear no, here. No, 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 no. We're not talking about farmers and um. This is a magical is, being. That was one of the stories that I avoided on purpose. Oh, yeah. As like yeah, an origin story for the yeah, goat man. Yeah. 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 I, I have actively that, not avoided it. Yeah. It was on my list of things in my head, but I was like, no. So, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So this is called bread and breakfast and bread as in B-R-E-D, not Mm-hmm. I got it from the way yeah. that you said yeah, yeah. bread. Bread. And also, listener at home, eyebrows. Lots of eyebrows. So many. Yes. All right. So, this is Bread and Breakfast, Chapter 3 by High Lumen on Literotica. And so, this is a story that is like a compilation of many, many, many sex scenes. Mm. Um, so, I chose the one with a goat man, the first goat man that I found amongst oh, yeah. this compilation. So if you're into other kind of beast folk, yes, this is a good one for you. Which we know you are. There's, there's, there's I mean, a lot. If you're listening to this, you've yeah, got it'd be weird this far into our podcast. Yes. You're probably into it. But anyway, so yeah, go check out High Lumen on Literatica because there's a lot of stories of beast folk fucking. It was a gray, hazy, and rainy day. Speak from your diaphragm. I don't know how. Um, I'm going to make you stand up while you do this. If we, <laughs> It was a gray, rainy, hazy. No, just day. think, uh, like, tighten this muscle as much as you can while you talk. 
be like, <laughs> it was a gray, hazy, and rainy day. Better. Mm-hmm. And Dylan stood just outside the guest bathroom, rubbing the back of his neck in mild embarrassment as he looked over his current guest, an alpine goat who looked thoroughly soaked head to hoof. Head to, I was going to say head to hoof. Head to hoof. Head to hoof. Head to hoof. Hey, so I'm really sorry, but the whole bathroom isn't really usable right now. I really thought I'd have these renovations done before the evening, but things were a little more complex than I was expecting. Dylan apologized anxiously. Sure enough, looking past the human man, it was plainly obvious the bathroom was in no shape to be used. Half the floor and shower wall had been stripped out, and less than half of that had its new tiling installed. Dylan really thought he'd be able to do it all in a day, but not only was work going slower than he guessed, but he also wasn't planning for his guests to be back quite so early. Hey, it is what it is. When things need fixed, there's no getting around it. It's fine, really, the goat said earnestly enough, not wanting his host to seem quite so distressed over the situation. I'll just towel off for now. Get some fresh clothes on. Won't kill me to take a late shower. No, 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 there's no need. Why don't you go ahead and use the shower in my bedroom? Dylan suddenly offered. I mean, if you're sure. Really, I can wait, his guest replied, though clearly not totally committal. Please, I insist. It's got to be waiting around for me to get done, get the grout work done. Well, all right, if you're fine with it, I'll take you up on that offer. I guess I'll go grab a fresh change of clothes now. Thanks. Nodding off Dylan, who returned back to his handiwork, the amicable Caprine. Caprine? Caprine. Is that a goat? Maybe. <laughs> Did you say, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Caprine? The amicable Caprine went to the guest room to grab some new clothes and a towel before making his way to the master bedroom. Back in the hall, Charity poked her head into the half-wrecked guest bath, finding her husband hunched over the tub and, uh, and elbow deep in grout and caulk. Oh, boy. C-A-U-L-K. <laughs> I know. It was the elbow deep part that got me. Okay. <laughs> um, Who am I? Oh, right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get into character. I got to wiggle my shoulders a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hey, hon. How's the construction coming along? Charity suddenly piped cheekily. Oh, hey, Charity. Well... Things are taking a little longer than expected. By the way, since this place is going to be out of commission for a while, I offered our guest our shower. I hope you don't mind, Dylan mentioned as he dug into the wall with a putty knife. I figured that would probably happen. I guess I'll go make sure he's all set up for what he needs. Charity replied, suddenly getting a bit of a mischievous look. Not that her husband noticed. Thanks, dear. Don't worry, I should have this done by tonight. Leaving her husband with his dirty work, Charity eagerly turned and started to pad towards her bedroom. Started her own dirty work. Intent on getting some dirty work of her own. Aw, dang. (laughs) You could write this. I know. (laughs) Her bedroom itself was open, but the door to their private bathroom was shut. And walking up, she was just in time to hear the shower head turn on. Quickly turning back and closing the bedroom door, Charity giddily undressed herself and went back to the bathroom door, knocking on the wood just a little too impatiently. 
Uh, yeah? The uncertain voice of her guest rang out from behind the door. Hi there, it's Charity. I just wanted to check in and see if you had everything you needed in there, or maybe there's something else I could bring you? Charity called out past the noise of the shower, but the innuendo in her voice was all too clear. A moment passed with no reply, but instead of a voice, the door slowly opened as Charity just smiled an aching arousal. Her goat guest stood there, looking a little surprised, but not at all disinterested as his hostess stood before him, unashamedly naked and obviously there for his approval. And Charity bit her lip flirtatiously as she took in the bestial visage of her guest herself. The alpine goat man stood just a little taller than she. A pair of moderate horns curved back along his skull. His fur was black and white and had a really intriguing pattern that almost made him look like a psychiatric inkblot test. But of course... That's real sexy. I love that. <laughs> it's so a sexy. psychiatric inkblot test. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But of course, what she really cared about was his beastly cock. It's t- <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. fair. Why we're all here. That's why we're all mm-hmm. here. Already standing tall and firm. Not the thickest she'd seen, but remarkably long and with a nice, fat mushroom of a head. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, uh... Mm. Oh, wait. Sorry. Mm-mm. No, sorry. That was me. You know, maybe I could use some help in here. It's always a little weird trying to figure out other people's showers. The beast spoke coolly as he grinned and continued to appraise the lovely woman's figure. Hmm. I know just what you mean. And I'd be happy to give you a thorough demonstration. Charity purred back an uncontrollable arousal. The sinful housewife stepped into the tile and closed the bathroom door shut behind her. Between two doors, at the sound of the shower and her husband's preoccupation chipping grime out of the other tub, she figured they'd have plenty of privacy in here. Charity stepped forward, right into the goat man's embrace, as he swept her into his coarse furred body and easily trapped her in a deep kiss. The immoral housewife moaned as her lips sealed unnaturally against the animalistic muzzle of her lover, her tongue totally dominated by the beast's much thicker, much more muscular one. I do have a question since you're pausing. How, yes. how would a kiss with a goat work? <laughs> it seems I difficult. Mean, yeah. This is where we're going to start that conversation. No. We had a kiss with an anteater. We've had a kiss with all <laughs> sorts of things. Like I feel at this point we can all just accept that it's fantasy, and if we try to like break it down and think about it too hard, it just don't work real well. Fair enough. I mean, I give my dog kisses on her little face, but you're yeah, not but making you don't, out like, with get like deep in it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's a little bit different. There's a little different than like, mm. oh, well, hello there. Although that would be really funny if that's what's happening right now. Yum, 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 yummy. Ugh, I don't want to kiss a goat. No. As the adulterous couple kissed each other without restraint, the buck thoughtlessly let his hands roam down and around his hostess's pristine, soft body. Charity responded in kind, letting her small yet nimble hand drop down and teasingly caress along her guest's 
inhuman length. Soon enough, stroking it more and more needily, coaxing out a generous portion of that pre that she happily rubbed all over his mass. They didn't say pre cum. I know. They just said the pre. The pre. I'm like, like, ooh, here we are. I got a lot of pre for you, baby. I'm interested in your pre, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Mm, I'm preying over here. Oh, oh, it's so hot. I'm preying over here. Uh, I pre every night before bed. (laughs) (laughs) Get down on your knees and pre. You got to get down on your knees and pre. (laughs) Oh, boy. I have a special bench for preying. Jeez, oh, Pete. Jeez, oh, Pete. Jeez, oh, Pete. The beast man pulled his mouth free of the female's sweet lips, taking a hold of her shoulders and looking her intensely in the face, his odd, square-slit eyes boiling over with lust. Not that Charity's own expression was any less desperate. Now I'm really glad your husband offered to let me use your shower. This is a lot better than having to wait until late tonight. He breathed out unevenly. We both make sure our guests have everything they need. So you just take all the time you want in here and enjoy yourself. Charity cooed back as her fingers wrapped completely around his feral cock. (laughs) Man, that thing's run all over the place. (laughs) Ruining my house, chewing up my furniture. (laughs) That feral ass cock. I was thinking the dick just like... Foaming at the mouth. I guess so. <laughs> it's pre. It's pre. Pre like at the mouth. Like also like a feral cat's got like a nicked ear and <laughs> it just looks like it's been treated pretty rough. It's all chewed oh. up looking. It gets in a lot of fights. <laughs> Toying with him and threatening to drive him even more wild. Will do. With the hostess's express permission, insistence even, the caprine took a firmer hold on his soon-to-be mate and pushed her into the shower, the running water quickly dousing the both of them and leaving them nicely warm and wet. Charity felt her bestial lover hook a strong arm under one of her thighs, easily lifting her legs over his hip. She responded by throwing her arms around the goat's neck and inviting him to press her back against the shower wall. The vixen sighed in desperate desire as she felt her guest press his lithe cock against her burning slit and slowly grind up along Sounds her. like you need to seek medical attention. <laughs> it's burning. <laughs> Ow. Hey, um, doctor, yeah, my dick is really feral. <laughs> kind of foaming. It's just foaming at the mouth. There's a lot of pre, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, always. Oh, boy. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, baby. Put it in. No, <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> Let me try that again. <clears throat> it literally says how to do this one, and I just totally went with it. Totally okay. All right. Go ahead, baby. Put it in. Let me make your nasty, dirty beast cock all nice and clean with my pussy. <laughs> That's good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, insult my insult my body while you do it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Charity wantonly begged as the goat man crushed her even tighter and aligned his bulbous head with her opening. The horny hostess moaned in utter delight as the horned beast man easily slid his well lubricated dick straight up into her warm and waiting cunt. <laughs> 
barely managing to stand on one foot, Charity's raised leg hooked like a vice on her lover's waist. Luckily, the goat was so willing and able to support most of her weight, grabbing her under her thighs and ass and helping to pull himself even deeper into her happy cavity. This, this vagina oh, has yeah. a lot of personality. I'm, I'm, it's impatient. It's happy. It's burning. I'm also immediately writing down happy cavity. Give me just a second here. I feel like that needs to be saved. It's got a smile and everything. Yeah. Happy cavity. Are we writing down feral cock as well? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. Gotta do it. Feral. No, come on, man. <laughs> Feral cock, happy cavity. I'm just seeing some great mugs, you know? Just imagine somebody slowly lifting up a mug. This is feral cock. Yes. Love it. Charity quickly started to mule as her capring guest began to force himself in and out. Slow at first, making deliberate deep thrusts. But the water running down their bodies made everything glide so smoothly. From the human girl's skin rubbing up against the goat's shaggy fur, to the long, arrow-like phallus, effortlessly plunging throughout her pussy. The beast didn't take too long before picking up his pace. Charity sighed at the exquisite sensations and did her best to push back, but her foot was now starting to slip on the floor of the bathtub. Oh, shit, baby, I need a little help here. Charity gasped out between incensed moans. The goat could feel her slipping and understood at once what she wanted. So taking a much stronger hold under both her thighs, the beast man suddenly wrenched Charity, wrenched Charity up into the air. She let out a careless wail as gravity was now forcing her pussy down even farther on the unbelievably long limb of her lover. Still, she now wrapped both her legs desperately tied around the buck's bucking hips, feeling him pound even harder, bouncing her ass against the shower wall. Water pouring down their bodies, Charity hugged herself to the wonderful goat for dear life, gasping out in rapture over and over as his stiff, inflexible phallus dug into her cunt and hammered against her womb. And with her whole body... <laughs> oh, I see you got a loose nail here. <laughs> there you go. Good as new. Please just punch. Just sure. hammering down her doors like the cops. Oh, God. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was a good one. I, oh my God. Let's bob the builder that shit. <laughs> and with her whole body weight driving her down, all her feelings and sensations were intensely focused on her one most precious spot where, she, where she'd been impaled. You always got to point at me right after you say shit like that. All right. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay. Fuck me, honey. Don't let go. Don't slow down. Shower my belly with all that hot, sweet cum you've been saving up for me. <laughs> God. <laughs> Charity whimpered into the beast man's ear. The desperate housewife's words were just what he needed to set him off. And with a strained bleat, the goat ground his... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted was that. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
and with a strained bleat, the goat ground his hips tight between her legs, flexing his cock deep into her burning body and bathing her womb as thoroughly as the water pouring over their heads. Charity buried her face in the beast's neck and groaned recklessly as her pussy clenched down hard in orgasm. She felt like every bit of her pussy, from lips to the very back of her womb, was caressing along his ferocious length, and it all just kept shaking and quivering as he filled her up with his seed. Eventually, the blissful, agonizing moment passed, the sounds of falling water now totally drowning out whatever light, breathless sounds of passions they still idly made. Charity's arms and legs remained locked tight around the goat man's body, fairly certain, or at least telling herself, that there was no way she'd be able to stand on her own right now. Lucky for her, her guests seemed perfectly fine keeping her held in check, meaning she'd get to enjoy the feeling of his capering cock locking her down for a little while longer. Mmm, I just love a nice hot shower. Charity quietly sighed over the goat's shoulder, blowing as much from the inside out. Tilting her head enough to catch the goat's eye, Charity gave him a sleepy smile before leaning in for another kiss, moaning luxuriously as he quickly accepted and wrapped her tongue in his own. Charity did eventually pull her lips back, slowly, just enough that she could let the beast see her, see the sheer amorous need in her eyes. My husband should be finished with the uh, guest shower later tonight. I certainly wouldn't mind sharing another with you. After all, the best part of getting clean is the chance to get dirty all over again. Oh, boy. <laughs> I rolls. Oh. <laughs> I, the, I, 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 it was fun. I actually, I did enjoy it. I just, um, to everyone listening who writes erotica, um, please, please stop referring to the womb. Just, just stop. Just stop being like pounding a womb, entering a womb, smashing a womb. Like <laughs> I just, I understand like a breeding kink. There's other ways to talk about it, but I feel like just like the words that need to be removed from erotica are womb, cervix. <laughs> like, please stop mentioning the cervix. Uh, he didn't do it in this, but uh, still. What would what would you use? What word would you use? What phrasing would you use outside of like womb cervix? I mean, like like for a breeding kink. For a breeding kink, uh, I mean, just like filling me with cum, or like imagining like the cum going inside, like or imagining the cum like getting into your womb. That's fine, but it's like like cock going in your womb, yeah, or no, smashing your womb, or like happen. your womb feeling like the only thing that the womb ever like people ever say about their womb is like i have fucking cramps and this sucks like yeah. I, people don't talk about their womb in a sexy way so it's no. like i i just feel like you you can you can do it without directly stating it in that in that direction but yeah i mean honestly just getting filled with cum is the breed kink like you yeah. really don't have to take it to the next conclusion call it baby gravy i'm bursting uh. with it um yeah oh man his wiener went right into my womb Hit the back of the womb. As mm-hmm. a matter back of fact. Just punched the back of the womb. Yeah, just went through the cervix all the way Gave to the back. Gave it a knuckle sandwich. All the way back. <laughs> my womb, a knuckle sandwich. Actually, just straight up punched the ovary. It got just yeah, the right went, one. It kind of followed the fallopian up there. Yeah, it just went through the fallopian, mm-hmm. hit the ovary. Snaked up in there. Snaked up in there. Shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like it got all up in your guts. Like that's. 
I feel like my guts just got rearranged. That's where a wash with cum. Like, you know, I don't know. My guts have been whitewashed with cum. Like, like Tom Sawyer had bribed some other kid into it. Oh my God. Jesus. Uh, my cock painted her womb fence. I, I gave her my own kind of white picket fence. <laughs> oh, God. Shoo. Shoo. Gave her that, that sweet that pearl jam. A goat man. That was a goat man. That yep. sure was. Yep. Also, like, it's funny. Like, Star I, of the show was charity. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. She I stole had the some show. fun with those lines. It, it's so funny because, like, I know we're reading a snippet of a bigger story, but, like, in my brain, I'm like, what context where it's like, Oh, this goat is a regular visitor to our hotel. <laughs> so it's a bed and breakfast. Okay. And her husband was the one that wanted to do it, right? Okay. Um, and she was like, well, all right. Oh. Yeah. And she was like, well, all right, sure, sure, sure. But like her husband also has another job. So like he's hardly ever there. So basically she's the one that's running the bed and breakfast. Yeah. But like it is a world where there are humans and also beast folk. Okay. So... Just, you know, as starting up a bed and breakfast, they got both humans and beast folk. But I guess she's just like crazy horny for beast folk. Okay. So she'd always be like, hey. And so it got around, like, word got out. Like, oh, hey, if you want to get fucked by somebody, go on over to this bed and breakfast yeah. if you're a beast folk. And so now it's just beast folk. And her husband's like, you're such a good hostess. I'm sorry to keep putting all this work on you. And she's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I love this. I, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know that she's fucking every guest. Oh, now I, I feel bad for him. Yeah, he doesn't know. Aww. Just have a have open a conversation. relationship and have that conversation with your partner, right? Yeah, I think that was also part of the like. I read a bunch of stories. Yeah, that's, to get to that's Goatman. definitely the king. That was yeah, part yeah. of the king because yeah, that was sure. being like, I guess, cucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. I always think of cucked as being like, especially knowing it. Yeah. Like when you know someone's fucking your partner. That you're being cuckolded. But maybe right. this story is just kind of catering to those folk. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's a part of the fantasy. Yeah, Because now you know that the situation and therefore you see it as cuckolding. I, I get it. Yeah. 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 I um, <laughs> Over the weekend, I went to my mom's house. We're recording a couple days after Mother's Day. But they were watching Hotel Transylvania, like one of the sequels. Yeah. Uh, and the premise is like the daughter's like, oh, Dracula, dad you're so sad. Let's go on vacation. And like, he's like, and you know, they end up going on a a monster cruise, but the person leading the cruise is a human woman. And like, she starts like, kind of like getting flirty with Dracula. And I was like, in my brain, I was like, don't make a joke. Don't make a joke. Don't make a joke. But all I can think about is the podcast. And I'm like, they grow my own. Yeah. This this podcast has ruined my daily life. Anytime that like, Anytime that I'm in just one like constant childish innuendos if somebody's like, I don't know, it seems really hard. And I'm like, oh, doesn't like doesn't it's just it like, oh, my hard. God, it doesn't have to happen every time. It's not as bad as the the incredibly obnoxious. That's what she said. Time period of the world. But it's I can't I can't stop. Well, no, can't it was the people stop. who did it like constantly just on everything that you would say. And it's just like. Dude, I get it, but save it for like the solid ones. Like, don't just throw it out every ten seconds. Yeah, don't just you shoot your jizz everywhere. You got, <laughs> you got to have a plan. Shoot your shot. 
So yeah, uh, this Mother's Day as well, I somebody was talking about, oh, I really want to go to uh, Point Pleasant and see the Mothman statue. And I was like, yeah, yeah, me too. There's a lot of cryptids in West Virginia. And I like was going to start getting it. And I was like, I'm at a family function. Let's yeah. Yeah, suck no. all this back in. Yeah, Let's no. suck all this pre That's back in. That's what she said. <laughs> there you go. So sorry. Show boy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I like... I have told my mother about this podcast. Oh, um, I see. The thing is that, you know, I have the other podcast and mm. she knows about that one. Yeah. And on there, I have mentioned this podcast. So there was a certain point where I was like, well, I need to just be transparent about what's going on. And on my other podcast, I was very clear. I was like, if you are my family and you're listening right now, do not go listen to my other podcast. I will be very upset with you not because it's going to be uncomfortable for me i don't fucking care you are going to never look me in the eye the right same way again because i'm gonna say some shit <laughs> huh. huh yep that's that's probably a fun combo so you know i've straight up been like yeah mom i have this podcast where we talk about cryptids and then uh they're sexy sexy good long dicks <laughs> i have a very comfortable relationship with my mother that's good can't imagine yeah mm-hmm. no i can't at all at all she she recently found out that you can reclaim the word slut, and she was like, "I'm a slut," and she was very excited. Oh, good nice. for her! Yeah. yeah, I like that. Me too. Good on you, mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's wrap it. Up. Yeah. Special thanks as always for listening. We are on socials. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LaughsPod. That's L A F S P O D. You can find us on Instagram at Love at First Sighting. We also have a website. I'm sure if you've been a long-time listener, you probably already know. But if you don't, it's laughspod.com. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D.com. You can find about us. You can find our Cryptic Cupid submission form. Please send us writing. Please, please, please. Or feedback. We like that, too. Uh, you can listen to episodes on there. You can also support us on Patreon. We got a Patreon just like anyone else. <laughs> but, hey, like, we, we, you know, we do this out of the love of the game. But you'll be a little bit easier if we had some monetary support but we always appreciate all forms of support but yeah you know and if you can't give tell your friends make them give us money <laughs> um you know got a rich friend got a rich friend who's horny yeah, yeah. you got a rich horny money, friend please. get them to listen and support give them you know they they got all that money they need to spend it somewhere might as well spend it on us right yeah where's yeah. the furry community why haven't they jumped over right they, yeah where are they, they at i know there's you a got lot a furry of money friend in the furry who community. also is wealthy Get them to listen. Those and get furry them to give suits us money. are expensive. I they know that. They are so, extremely expensive. So somebody got money. Mm-hmm. Some, somebody got money. It ain't us. Not me. That's yeah. why we have Patreon. Please. <laughs> uh, hey, you can catch us on all your pod catcher thingamabobbers and players. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google. Also, leave us a review on whatever one that you use. That helps us out and gets us out there. Um that might be all the I don't know. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's everything. I okay. Guess. That sounds great. Yeah, I always forget. But anyway, watch Shadow Sweeties. Stay horny, babes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you all. <laughs>